Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And we coming from a basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to the Podcastianos. I am Jordan Hall and I'm joined as always by Eric Wayne. Eric, what's going on this fine Sunday evening? You know, just taking time out to talk to another man on the internet, Jordan. <laughs> Nothing weird about it. Completely normal, just two dudes talking on Skype. <laughs> um, the Olympics have started. Uh, are you an Olympics guy? I probably should have asked yeah. you about that before before I <laughs> planned the entire open around the internet uh, about the Olympics. Well, um, I am now since you sent me that email. No, I, I do like the Olympics. I like the pageantry. I like the warm, you know, uh, patriotic fuzzies. Absolutely. Did you watch the opening ceremony? Uh, yes. Uh, well, I didn't catch the whole thing, but I watched the Parade of Nations. Uh, and I just like the, you know, the stupid visuals and making dumb Twitter jokes about it. Speaking of, My- did, did you happen to piss off someone from the country of Lesotho? <laughs> just, you know, a random question for so you. So random. So I made a joke like how the... <laughs> How the country, the the athletes from Lesotho should walk in in the middle of the South Africans <laughs> because it's a geography joke. Because if you Which, don't know, Lesotho is in the middle. It's like one of the only countries that's surrounded entirely by another country. Which was an awesome joke. Like I literally <laughs> laughed out loud when I read that. You know, I thought it was clever. And then so, you know, it's getting a few retweets in favor. But then this guy from Lesotho or Lesotho or however you say it, he tweets at me. He's like, why do you say that? Why do you <laughs> think? Just like, you know what? You can't win sometimes. No. Everybody's a little touchy. The one thing that, that I noticed, and I actually tweeted this out, we had time in the opening ceremony to talk about global warming, but not a single mention of Harambe. How, how is that fair? Mm. Yeah, are you uh, observing a visual form or commemorating his death in any way? Like, I hear that's a thing. Um, I, I personally am not. I mean, R.I.P. Harambe, big man. Um, but you know, I, I'm. I have. I actually have a little. You know, I made myself a little uh, diagram that I put on the side of my desk that says R.I.P. Harambe. 
Um, but I don't have like a statue or anything per se to, okay. to remember the great monkey. No. Wow. His passing is truly a tragedy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but Pinky died too. The, the, like uh, a pinky in the brain? No, he's a he was a dancing flamingo from Bush Gardens. Apparently, no. a drunk Floridian, um, as as you would imagine. <laughs> Are there uh, other kinds? <laughs> uh, handled him a little bit too uh, physically recently, and they like had to put him down because the dude broke his leg. And apparently, Pinky was like this big the big deal at, at Bush Gardens. Wait, so flamingo is pink in color, so they named him Pinky. Yeah, not not. It's like my sister naming our brown kitten Brownie. <laughs> Come on. Um, so the point of all this, what is your favorite Olympic sport? Oh, you know, I think it's got to be beach volleyball. And I'm not just saying beach volleyball for the obvious reasons why you might think I'm saying beach volleyball, because I like to watch men's beach volleyball as well. Hmm. But it's like it's a sport that you don't see all the time. True. And so it's not basketball or soccer or whatever. It's understandable. You kind of get the <laughs> scoring. It's easy to follow. There's just two people. The indoor volleyball is a little chaotic. I yeah, like oh, the beach sure. volleyball. And it's dramatic. Like the scoring can come down to a couple points. America is good at it. Um, so beach volleyball for me, for sure. How about you? Um, I actually have a have a couple different one um archery like bow and arrow archery mm-hmm. that's that's pretty baller and if if i don't know if it's still going on but if it is you should check out the the chinese team they have these baller nike um bucket hats that they wear oh, yeah. when they're when they're shooting playing whatever what and Jeez. i'm like okay because you can't go ahead no i was just gonna, i can totally respect uh, a name brand bucket hats yeah right because you can't wear a baseball cap while you're um shooting Americans do. Do they really? Yeah, we wear like flat brims. We don't play. So when I when I go bow hunting, I never like I never like to um, wear a baseball cap because like if you pull the string back, like it can hit get hit the string. And then you miss. Yeah, that's bad. You do not want to miss. No, it's ideal to hit the hit the topic or hit. That's the, the goal. Um, have you seen handball? Yes, handball a little is bit. awesome. It's like uh, basketball and soccer, like all mixed together. And in the end, all you do is chuck it really hard at somebody in the goal, (laughs) which, I mean, who can't get behind that? Did you do see the guy like fake falling down, falling asleep, throwing it in the goal? I didn't. I I only caught it it for a second or two. Handball is totally a baller. I'm agreeing with you. I kind of wish that that was available in high school. I'd have played. I'd have played handball over basketball. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can. Uh, the address is podcastingos.com. On the Twitter, I am at Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric is at Comeric Eric. The show is at Podcastianos. Um, we would t- t- love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. And once again, I will put out the offer. Um, we're starting a listener fantasy football league. So if you want to play uh, fantasy football with myself, Eric, and Several other like-minded uh, Tigers fans, just send us an email to podcastianos at gmail.com with your email address, obviously, and uh, we'll get you in the league. We had, we had a couple people respond last week, and they, they wrote some really nice things in the email addre- uh, emails, so um, I'll, I'll get back to you guys. Don't worry. Uh, it's, just been a, it's been a hectic week, um, but we appreciate you getting involved with the show. Yeah, thank you, friends. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. Speaking of hectic week, it's been a very eventful week for the Tigers. Um, why don't we start with the good? Um, another successful week. 
four and yeah. two wins over uh, Syndergaard and Chris Sale. As we sit, we are two and a, or two games back at Cleveland, and we're tied for that second wild card spot. How excited are you letting yourself get right now? Hmm. I'm pretty excited. It's kind of like when you win the game, but then you got to wait for the replay. <laughs> it was kind of like that. No, it's you know I, I'm excited, but realistic. Can can I have? Can I say both of those things? Yeah, definitely. Like we're 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 edging up on really being in the in the thick of it in the race, but um, I'm still to the point where capturing any flavor of playoff spot would be would be rewarding. Like I'm not getting fussy. Oh, yeah. How about you? Are you are you getting excited yet? Um, I haven't really ever not been excited this year. I've I've always thought that we had, you know, an outside shot of coming back and, and grabbing a piece. Um, yeah. You know, we're we're two games back of the Indians, the big bad Indians that have been you know uncatchable for the last two months. We're two games back of them at this point. Um, I'm, I'm we're only like four games out of four or five games out of the best record in the American league, which, which I mean, seems it's ridiculous. Not... I don't, I mean, not to, not to poo poo our, our, our team, but I feel like we are a very flawed team, but yet we're not that far back of, like you say, being, having the best record in the American league. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like the American league is kind of there for the taking this year. Yeah. You don't need to be exceptional. You need to be good. Yeah. Um, I want to move into something that you tweeted about. Uh, I, this caught my attention, and I was, I was actually really interested. I want to get into this um, a little bit further. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is the tweet. Uh, let's see. You have two. The first one says, I'm not, a big, uh, I'm not big on psychological factors, but there's something positive about not adding a deadline piece. And then this is in quotes. This is us. We can do this. And then your second one, which I'm assuming was just a – an elaboration on the first no role changes no new personalities no extra media questions just the same guys staying focused and getting a vote of confidence um that has been what it looked like so far this week maybe i'm uh providing a false attribution to the success that there was i i'm i'll admit that and like i said at the very beginning i'm not always huge on these like psychological factors usually it's the people with the best talent and the best skill set win more and succeed more that's why players who are not always necessarily clubhouse guys keep getting jobs and make a lot of money you can still be an asshole and you know succeed at the game of baseball so i don't want to put too much of that into it but maybe there's something here to say you know what we're not having a bunch of turnover in our in our locker room right no one is no one was really worried about being traded so that doesn't really affect their performance. They're not worried about moving their family or anything because the message was always kind of, we're going to stand pat. So you're not taking somebody out of your locker room. I mean, remember when Austin Jackson was ripped out of the team in the middle of the game? I mean, there's some, there's got to be something to that that affects the clubhouse. You're not worried about a new guy coming in who's got a new personality and has got a mesh. And also it sends the message like, oh, we needed this guy because the collection of guys that we have here aren't good enough. Right. So that's that's where I get to the whole we can do this. This is us. We don't need any help. They have confidence in enough to uh, us in enough to get it done. So that was it's just kind of a a, a random thought. But 
no, maybe I, some truth to it. I, I completely agree. And obviously we're not inside, not inside the locker room, but it, it feels like the guys that we have are kind of that um, quietly confident, just go about our business and get it done type where um, something that, uh, rallies the guys like this, maybe that does a little bit more for for them um, than actually doing something big. It's almost more just like, um, like you say, understated and, you know, just something that they can be like, okay, now we now we go. You know right. what I mean? As opposed to yeah. any big rah-rah somethings. Yeah, the, and then the media is not asking a lot of extra questions. What do you think about this guy? How do you feel about losing so-and-so? It's kind of, well, okay, there's no real extra questions to ask. You just keep going about your business. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens kind of with that siege mentality um, now that Nick, uh, for those who, who weren't watching over the weekend, Castellanos broke a, a bone in his hand. He will be out, what, four or so weeks. Um, how, do you, how do you think Nick's injury plays into this? Obviously, um, right. it's a next man up situation, um, and, but all of a sudden, you know, the guys that we were rolling with aren't the guys that were running out there. Well, you don't have to go very far to find a very vivid description of how you handle it, and that is J.D. Martinez was gone. Very true, yep. So it's not like um, they're gone at the same time and woe is me. I mean, they weathered the storm with J.D. out, in fact, had a lot of success with J.D. out, and I think they can look at that and say, all right, Nick's going to need some time. Next man up, like you say, you don't have any choice about it. You have to do that. And you f- just fill in and you get some production from the other guys and uh, away you go. Um, so it's not like you're clamoring for, oh, my gosh, we have to have a third, th- new third baseman. We're in trouble without some- adding somebody. It's like, well, Casey McGee's an option, Romine's an option, and forward we go. Yeah, um, we, played, we started uh, Hits McGee today. He's yep. uh he's had a really an incredible year down at AAA, which is for somebody who's a, an experienced big league player. I guess that shouldn't be such a surprise. Um, the the other rumors out there have been going to get Danny Valencia, who it sounds like he's a bit of a, a clubhouse. I'm not going to say terror, but it sounds like he's had issues in other places. Um, do you see Al Al, uh, you know, going out and bringing in somebody like that, or are we just rolling with with who we have? No, I don't think we'll get anybody. I think we'll roll with McGee. McGee's had a good season. Um, he played well in spring training. Uh, he was obtained for exactly this purpose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Nick's going to be out for three to four weeks, hopefully. Uh, and then he's coming back. So you, you're not going to get somebody just for three or four weeks. You mix it in, you play McGee, and you roll with it. But And... Um, so you have this Valencia guy, but you don't want uh, the other third baseman that very recently came available, Jordan Hall. <laughs> Let me guess. Do you know who uh, I'm talking about? He has a lot of career home runs, and a lot of people don't like him. Is that he's who? experienced? You know, he's familiar with pharmaceuticals. You know, how how does that play to his advantage? Well, you know, he can manipulate and kind of weasel his way through. I'm I'm imagining. No, I mean <laughs> One if might he's. Think. One one might think you don't want you don't want to add Mr. Alex Rodriguez I to the would, team. I would have a hard time sticking behind a team that adds Alex Rodriguez <laughs> at this point. I don't think you have to worry about it too much. No, I don't think so either. Because right right now, Casey McGee is far better than Mr. Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, which is just nuts to say um, or to think. I guess I, I was actually thinking about this um, 
today. I was I was mowing the lawn and I had nothing better to think. That's uh, good thinking time. <laughs> lawn mowing time's thinking time. There's kind of a scenario if we stay afloat over the next month where this injury is actually kind of a good thing. Develops our bench. Like, you know, all of a sudden t- after the JD injury, Tyler Collins is a viable, usable piece for the Tigers. We never would have known that if it weren't for JD getting hurt. Because last time we saw him, he was literally flipping us all the bird and was terrible. If McGee right. comes up, plays decently well, all of a sudden he's a guy we can use off our bench. Uh, obviously a right-handed bat because that's all we employ. Um, but, you know, a guy who can can spell some guys down the stretch. Um, and now Nick is maybe a little bit healthier well, a little bit fresher down the stretch, I guess, than, you know, I'll say, than healthy. Um, I think if they can stay afloat while he's gone, this might actually be a little bit of a blessing in disguise, especially, um, you know, Nick still is, he's he's young, and he's still not, uh, he hasn't, he hasn't put together a, a complete season, and maybe giving him a little bit of a break and a breather here um, would increase his output in, you know, in the important month of September. And uh, frankly, like he wasn't quite on the same tear as he had been, right? He's been slowing a little bit. Mm -hmm. He's still been playing well, but he's slowed a little bit. Um, And to get back to your last point, do you envision a scenario if McGee hits well, he could replace Avilas? I hope so. I mean, wouldn't that be nice? That's that's the goal, I would say. Yeah, uh, I feel like he's an interesting one. Twitter, you know, they attack everybody. And naturally, my reaction is to defend whatever player they're attacking. But with Avilas, like, I'm like, all right, defend. And then I'm like, no, he's actually as bad as Twitter says. You know, like, he always looks rusty. And yeah, okay, when you don't play, you get rusty. But if you're a bench guy, that's not what you want. And Romine doesn't have that exactly. same look about him. Romine does everything that Avilas does only better. Yeah, absolutely. I, no, I, I completely agree. I would take, you know, 10, 10 Romines over, over one Avilas. Ugh, yes. Um, okay, so let's move on to some other comings and goings. Uh, Zimmerman started this week. Did not look good, and now he's going back on the DL. Um, fortunately, there were a bunch of Twitter doctors that knew he was rushing back. The thing is, is they couldn't find a way to warn Osmus, um, so we <laughs> ran him out there, and it was it was yeah. really kind of a shame. In re- it becomes much more clear in retrospect, right? Yeah. But we talked on this podcast last week, like, hey, what all the, what are our other options? If we can get something out of him, it's better than all, what else we have. Who would have thought that Zimmerman would flame out and then Sanchez would rise up and throw what eight innings of one hit of one run ball. I mean, who, who was ahead of that prediction? Uh, Come on. Nobody, especially not that, not since miss Cleo died. Miss Cleo. Wow. That's a deep cut. Wow. But no, we thought Zimmerman would give you something. We didn't know he was, had you know was going to have additional health problems and it's so okay big twitter big mouse call it for norris like if you think i i see twitter is kind of like oh yeah it should have been norris it should have been norris okay well there's no guarantees norris comes up and just is solid what if he gets hurt what if there's more issues with norris and that's not out of the question not to mention the fact that just because you're dicing at toledo doesn't mean that you would have diced the same 
pitching against big league hitters in right. Detroit. Um, you know, I, I really want Norris to come back and succeed. He he hasn't had a ton of innings this year, especially the majority of the innings he's had have been down in Toledo or on rehab assignments wherever. Um, but like you're like you say, there's no guarantee that when he comes back, he's going to be successful or be able to stay healthy. Um, you know, I, I told you last week that Zimmerman was the key to our <laughs> our season down the stretch and that he had 20 percent of the of the games in his hand. Well, un- unfortunately, that's that's not going to be the case. Um, let's get back to Annabelle a little bit. Does he not suck? Like, is that is that a thing now? Oh, man, I I couldn't catch every pitch he threw today, but I watched a few innings and like uh, changing speeds up and down, spotting a fastball spotting a little bit. Spotting a fastball, definitely. That was that that was I mean, not not that it all comes down to location because he his velocity was down previous. Yep. But I mean, he's hitting spots in a way that I haven't seen probably since, you know, before that four home run game, you know, this about this time last year. He, he's hitting the glove. It, it's a, it's a yeah. novel concept. 91 92 on the gun that'll get it done if it's located yeah i mean he, he got he, up he looks to 90, strong to 95 on the did he really on the the, the was it the high the high low the comcast high speed pitch of the game there we go come on jordan <laughs> <laughs> clearly comcast's branding is not working on yeah me. and or is it the xfinity i don't even know no, you're right it is the xfinity which, oh. Is Comcast and Xfinity the same thing? Yeah, they're kind of the same. All right. We're not giving any free plugs. Okay, send us money, Comcast. Um, but And then that's where Bob always says, and his best fastball was 96 miles per hour. And then Twitter gets all pissed because fastest doesn't mean best. And then like, we get in this semantic war about what's a best fastball. Oh, people, are just, people are just the worst. Absolutely. Um, and the the other starting pitcher to talk about, um, at least in this in this topic, has been Matt Boyd. Um, he looked, it was his last start on, on Saturday was really odd. I would did you did you catch it? I didn't. He went like what five innings? He went five, and Twitter almost blew a gasket because Brad left him in what some would call too long to try and get him the you know the W. Oh, um, I did see some of that. He yeah. looked really good while looking really vulnerable the entire start. Like it's <laughs> it's kind of he's such an odd one. I I don't know. Um, the stuff doesn't look like the success never looks sustainable. Yet he kind of does it in just like a all right ho hum you know whistle while I work kind of fashion. It's it's like really the odd. Alex Wilson of starters. Are you suggesting? I guess yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I I still like I watch every start thinking all right impress me or show me you know that you're not gonna stick and it's always somewhere right in the middle with boyd hopefully you know we need him though yeah (laughs) and we don't have a choice and to be fair the results have been favorable i mean they're they aren't always ugly and and i i still don't think they're sustainable but they've been they've been decent where would we be without fulmer and boyd oh who were the you know when we we talked about who was gonna you know who were the five Norris and and Shane Green were the two that we were debating who was gonna take that that fifth spot, which um, you know shows. I'm shows just saying right we selling. I'm just saying selling last year was is fueling our hang around this year. Oh, absolutely, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, that poor yeah. even before the selling the Porcello deal. I feel like we talk about this all the time, but it blows my mind. We got. Four months out of Cespedes, Fulmer, and then Sessa, who turned into Justin Wilson, plus plus Alex Wilson. 
So that's incredible. That was a, a heck of a heck of a stroke by by Dombrowski. Okay, yep. um, let's move on. Uh, Want to talk about some of our long term stars, guys that have been with us forever. Yeah. The names that we love that I feel like sometimes we overlook on this show just because they are so familiar. Um, let's talk about Justin Verlander. Undeniable that he is back. I, I believe he still leads the American League in strikeouts. Um, is the innings pitched? I, I didn't look that one up, but you very well may be correct. You know, hashtag stats. Um, is the reinvention complete? Yeah, absolutely. I, I was trying to find it back, but somebody tweeted out like a three-part stat line. So it was like early Justin, uh, kind of scuffling Justin, and new Justin. Mm-hmm. And new Justin was just as good or better than old Justin. Based on you know how they split it. Now you you got some arbitrary endpoint kind of yeah. games there, but according to the numbers, he's just as good as old Justin, what we would call it, old JV. And I'm buying it. He's he's adjusted to whatever he needed to adjust to, and maybe he's getting a little healthier. And uh, so I got a question for you: Do you believe in the the magical tweet? Do you remember the <laughs> I'm getting back on track tweet? Yeah, I. I... I do to a certain extent. I believe that he, I almost feel like there's something that he was on the verge of, like a mechanical tweak or something that he knew. Uh, you know, you don't just you don't just tweet out something like that after a bad start without having something in your back pocket that makes you think yep. that things are going to turn around. Um, but, you know, maybe it was just motivation so that he didn't look stupid. I mean, I, I guess oh. it could be as, as simple as that. But. Um, the one the, where I wanted to go with this, he still has great stuff. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, he's not working with Greg Maddox stuff. No. Um, you know, he's adjusted to throwing, you know, less, less hard, but it's not like he's throwing, you know, 10 miles an hour less hard. Um, and yeah. that's what makes me wonder maybe if it's not quite so sustainable. Um, you know, eventually he's going to be throwing a little bit less hard and maybe, maybe he's learned, some things along the way that will make that transition easier than it was to go from the tippy top to where he's at now. Um, But I mean, he still is working with, with great stuff. So I feel like the, the narrative that's like, Oh, he's, you know, he's learned to work with less while that's true. It's not like he's, you know, working with Kyle Hendricks's his arsenal. Right. So he's not a junk baller by any stretch, but maybe he's adapted to a certain, you know, a recovered from surgery body, um, you know, and trying to just get back his form. But I don't think he's going to lose a a lot of velocity anytime real soon for a couple of reasons. One, he's got a good frame. That's true. Right. He's not a short guy. He's, he's a good athlete. He's tall. He's got a, a good frame. And two, he's, he's got super clean, uh, mechanics. Yeah, Absolutely. And those things put together, I mean, is going to give you velocity for some time. It's not like he's a max effort guy all the time who just needs to summon that strength and snap it towards the plate in order to get his velocity. If his velocity, his yeah. philosophy, huh? <laughs> no, I agree. And you know, he has a little bit more of a, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's a low effort delivery, but it's it's okay. certainly not a max effort. Um, yeah, but you're right. He's he's probably never going to be working with Jamie Moyer stuff. I would say for the duration that we have him, hopefully he should be able to maintain this current level of, of velocity. And, you know, a, a lot of people are saying that 
the contract that we handed him, you know, lifetime achievement contract, was going to bite us in the butt. And, you know, as of right now, it's not looking all that bad. It hasn't yet. Yep. As long And as long as he can stay healthy, which obviously is a big if for anybody, let alone a, right. a starting pitcher, um, you know, I, I don't see that changing. Okay, real quick, let's talk about Miggy. Um, he, is, he is very back, too. And I know you wanted to talk with him about, <laughs> with me about him, or or with him uh, either way, um, about his resurgence. Um, what kind of what kind of storylines did you want to run down there? I, I don't know. I just think it, he is. Um, I think I've talked about this before, but I think he's still underrated. He's underrated across the league. I think he's easily ignored because he's in Detroit. He's not on one of the coasts, but he continues to hit. And and for a while, the story was earlier. This, ah, you know, all this power is gone. He's not going to hit for the power. And then he hit like five home runs in seven games or something like that. I, sh- I should actually know real numbers. It was like it was several home runs in in a few games. And he can just do a lot of damage. And how much time do we spend on this podcast Talking about the fifth starter, the sixth starter, or the last bench guy, or when we really can spend a lot more talk, time talking about guys like Kinsler, guys like Victor Martinez, and guys like Miguel Cabrera. Because if these guys aren't going, this club is going nowhere. And if they are performing like they're paid to and how you expect them to, um, those are the kind of things that people pencil in preseason rankings and say, oh, look, I have this guy, this guy, this guy. And yeah, okay, they can be good, but you have to get the performance that you've penciled for a certain guy. And now Miguel and and, um, Victor are doing that. And that's not nothing, to use your favorite double negative. Um, I, I'm just going to throw a little cold water on it. And I don't actually have any facts to be, to back this up. It's just, it's all feeling. <laughs> so take it for what it, what it's worth. I feel like Miggy's dominance this time feels different. Like he's been, I would say he's borderline dominant over the last, what, month to six weeks, somewhere in that range. Um, he feels it. He feels vulnerable to me. I feel like he's yep. he's giving away more at bats than he used to. Like, you know, there was there was a time when three out of four times up, he was absolutely locked in, and the fourth, like you could always kind of count on him for you know yep. a, a, a giveaway. But I I don't know. He's and you know, like I said, I don't have any any real stats to back this up. Um, but it feels like he's getting himself into not not as many you know, dominant hitter counts like he right. was back, back in his prime. Um, and, and I wonder what his swing and miss rate is like somebody yeah. with real skills, because I saw a 94 mile per hour fastball today, kind of over the plate and he swung and missed that. I'm like, he had to be looking off speed or something. Cause normal Miggy does not miss that. Yeah, but, exactly. And, so and maybe the, he's guessing more. Maybe, maybe that's, you know, yeah. as, as his bat mm-hmm. speed has slowed down just a, a touch, maybe he's looking for edges in different ways, but yeah. Anyway, so I, I'm just contradicting the, the point I just made. But Miggy is still – the rise and fall of the Detroit Tigers uh, hinges on the rise and fall of Miguel Cabrera. Absolutely. No, no doubt about it. Um, so before we get to power rankings, one more little bit. Where does the J.D. Martinez first at bat back from, uh, from his injury – Going yard uh, as as a pinch hitter, where does that rank for you amongst your all time Tigers moments? 
I don't know, maybe like seven okay. or eight. I won't ask you to give us the seven rate. <laughs> okay. It, but I mean, um, it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was good. But I think if we go two or three years from now, are we going to look back and say, oh, remember when JD came back and hit that home run? Yeah, maybe. But it, I think it'll have faded a little bit. That's, I mean, that's probably true. Like, I, yeah, maybe I will remember it. I'm, I, I, I did draw up a little list of ones I, I would remember sooner than it. And yeah, so I'm, I'm saying top ten, low, low top ten ish. And truly, the the Ig- Iglesias infield single on the the walk off last week with him like you know flexing at, after first base <laughs> that actually might have more of a, a lasting like iconic image to it him than, just than the JD one. it down the line. Yeah. He needed to hustle too. Yeah, just made definitely. it. Obviously, Maglio number one. Yeah, Maglio number one. Gotta be uh, Weaver versus Verlander. Yes, definitely. Because I was at that game. You were there. That's awesome. Yeah. And just like. Guillen's shenanigans and the whole business <laughs> like that. Uh, number three, I had uh, the Galarraga game. I was at that game too. Dang, you've been at all of yeah. the iconic Tiger moments. Yeah, that was that was the most bitter, bitter. I won't even say sweet. It was the most bitter game I've ever <laughs> been to. Galarraga, uh, Granderson's leaping catch to end the game. Mm-hmm. Against the Do you Indians, remember that right? one? Yeah, yeah, against the Indians. Um, Miggy and Rayburn back to back to win the game. I actually don't remember remember that, that, which is shocking because I love Rayburn. I think that was Indians. uh, I think it was against the Indians a couple years ago. Good. We were down by like four. And then Cabrera hit a three-run home run, and then Rayburn hit a home run to win the game in the the bottom of the night, I think. Yeah, what a a player that Rayburn was. Oh, what a stud. Uh, And then JV's no hitters. Those are more memorable. Yeah. So that's what I had coming up at the top of my head. Those are good. Those are good. Yeah. While we're making lists, those are just the good ones, not the bad ones. Screw the bad ones. They they don't have they don't exist anymore. Good call. Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Why don't you give us another list? Do you have one? Yes, I do. In fact, I have two, of course. Oh, okay. Um, We could dip into the pond that is models of minivan. Mm -hmm. Um, We have also, since uh, it is the Olympics, going back full circle to what we what we started the show with olympic sports that you could participate in and be least embarrassed doing <laughs> all right so this is olympic sports that anybody joke you public could do and be least embarrassed by because when i watch the olympics i'm watching these amazing feats of speed and strength and i always think to myself i wonder if i could do that or i wonder what it would be like to try that okay I think so we, that, i think we all know what i'm picking 
What's that? And it's not models of minivans because oh. the, that pond. Uh, speaking of, of Rio, I I think it's a, a poop water pond. It's it could be a little polluted. Yeah, I'll ch- I promise, like the Brazilian government, to clean that up for a later time. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so we have least embarrassing Olympic sports. Coming in at number 10, or excuse me, at number 7, is actually we referenced earlier in the show, and that's handball. This is the only team sport on the list um, because I think in handball, like, your teammates could kind of cover for you. That makes sense, yeah. You can't get dunked on in team handball. Right, you can't get totally embarrassed. What's somebody going to do, just throw the ball past you? Or at, I suppose they could throw it at you. Yeah, I suppose that could be a problem. Yeah, and there's it, and there's the dudes that that just chill in the corner, like they don't, yeah. they don't really do much. I could do that. Yeah. yeah, like you could you could play it safe. It's a short enough court. You don't got to do a lot of running. You sub in and out, so I feel like it's pretty safe. And also, it's indoor on a court, so you won't drown. That's it's, it's not that's in the water. True. <laughs> so handball is number seven. Number six is. Rhythmic gymnastics. Oh, gosh. <laughs> now, this is not regular gymnastics. Okay, you're not on a balance beam. You're not on the ring things doing the iron cross and like snapping your arms. Okay. You have a ball or a ribbon or some clubs or something. And you're just, this is kind of low because you do have to wear a, a, a leotard and prance around on a mat in a kind of a flamboyant manner <laughs> with your items. Um, but it's pretty safe. Aside from the embarrassment, you just have to go out and prance around. You can handle that, couldn't you, Hall? I, I would not handle that, no. no. I've, I'm you have not too a, much pride. Yeah, I think, I think that's it. <laughs> All right, number five, the 100-meter dash. Everyone could run 100 meters, right? Yeah. You're not going to do it fast, but you could at least run the entire time. You're you're an actual runner, so you could do it. But I think I could even run 100 meters and, you know, you're not going to hurt yourself. Everybody's got lanes. There's no contact. It's just a little run. Okay. Number four is golf. Golf, all kinds of people golf for fun. You're not going to hurt yourself. Okay, so you're going to have an awful score and you're going to look bad compared to all the like professionals that are golfing there. But it's pleasant. You know, you get to like walk around. You're not going to hurt yourself. It's golf. Old people golf. Yeah, old people golf. Yeah. Great grandpa's golf. <laughs> you know, you, all you got to do is write in your score. Who cares, right? Yeah. Okay. Number 3 is shot put. Shot put. Shot put is not complex, right? You get a ball and you like put it by your chin and then you hook it. All right. And it's, there's no spinning involved. This is not the hammer throw or the discus or any of that shenanigans. So you're not going to like trip and fall. You can just kind of, you know, hook it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you, you know, it's not a javelin. You're not going to skewer anybody. That's true. You know, you're not going to, it's nice not to worry about having to kill somebody or, you know, and you're not going to throw it far, but that's okay. It's not so embarrassing. You're just like dropping a ball. Who cares? Absolutely. Going along with that theme of not complex. Number two is weightlifting. Weightlifting. Mm -hmm. I think if you just had somebody kind of show you what you got to do, like you can figure out how to lift the weight and you don't have to lift a lot of weight. You just start with a bar or whatever. (laughs) All right. Just lift the bar. You can do that. 
And you know what? So you're not lifting a lot of weight. You're not in to win. You're just not, you're just trying not to embarrass yourself. So weightlifting is number two. I think if, if all you can do is the bar, that might be a different kind of embarrassing yourself. That's a little embarrassing, isn't it? A little bit. So you think maybe shot put would be better. You think we should switch those? Sure. Have have the record switch those. No, can't do it. I already said it. Can't right. switch. <laughs> um, so we're, we're, we're already no, – nice try, though. All right, we're already to number one, and this is the point where I let you guess. What's um, I'm going to go with 100-meter swimming. No. Okay. No, 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 no. Number one is shooting. Oh. Shooting, namely like the 10-meter the air rifle. Okay, you're sitting. You don't even have to be able to stand up. And you have a gun. <laughs> Try not to look badass holding a gun, even if it's one of these fake, stupid Olympic guns. You're still holding a gun. Yeah, All right. I saw nobody one of those, can hassle uh, you. And the guy had it like. You know how like gangsters hold it sideways? It was <laughs> right? like halfway between sideways and straight up. It's like, what was he trying to do here? Like, yeah, yeah, it was it was a little hardcore. Like if you're shooting trap, you got like the clay pigeons flying all over. Don't watch. I'm just talking about this. Sit down and shoot your air gun. Like, so you miss. Like, who cares? You're still sitting there. Nobody can tell. They're just looking at a target. Like your your actions in the target are almost disconnected. Like nobody's gonna care. Shooting is the least embarrassing thing you can do. All right. All right. Now the bottom, third from the worst is diving, <laughs> namely the ten meter platform. Tell me, Hall, can you walk up the ten meter platform and look down and be like, all right, I'm gonna crack off a dive here. To be honest, I've never I've never been uh, in that situation, so I don't know exactly how high it up, high up it is. Yeah, but I can't imagine that I want to. No, that that's what I mean. Like, how embarrassing would that be? First of all, I would soil myself. <laughs> like, you got to jump down, and two, like, how I don't want to over rotate. You got to make sure that you don't like crack your neck on the water. Like, it's a far ways, and I'm not doing a flip. For sure. And then once you're down, you have to make sure you're not splashing, which is the hardest thing of all. I'm not even worried about the splash. I don't want to die or drown. They probably. And then you have to get that little chamois. And so you're drying yourself off with a washcloth. Nobody wants to see that. I have, I have right. Filipino roots. I think I'd be graceful enough to do it. Do you really? Maybe you would. I mean, yeah, you just tuck yourself in a little ball and hope for the best. Exactly. All right. Number two is marathon swimming. Oh, woof. This is a real Olympic sport I learned. Um, so they put you in some open water and they're like, go swim. <laughs> 10K, 10 kilometers, you have to swim. That is so far. Swim. You could drown. And in Brazil, you got to dodge all the turds <laughs> and all the stuff in the water. You're getting some, you know, bacterial infection or whatever. Marathon swimming would be the worst. Okay, absolute worst thing and most embarrassing. What do you think? Oh, this is a tough one. Yeah, uh, it's a tough one. There's gotta, a lot. Of it's got to be gymnastics of some sort, like of actual gymnastics. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. But I went with boxing. Oh, yep. Boxing. Because you know what? You step in a ring with an Olympic caliber boxer. With any of them. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna get hit hard. <laughs> 
Like, and you're going to get embarrassed so bad. It's like, you know, I think there's an episode of The Simpsons about this. There's a, there's a Simpsons about everything. But you're just going to get overmatched in a big hurry, and you're going to get hit hard. So boxing is the absolute worst. Don't try boxing at the Olympics, friends. That's power rankings. That was, that was a good one. Topical. Yeah. I, tr- I try to keep up with the times like all the cool kids. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcast Yanos. Speaking of topical, I have another um, another entry in the segment of things that I saw on the side of the road when I was running. I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> so last week we had tomato, yeah, of which was pretty solid, plump. pretty solid. And this one maybe doesn't have Aroma. quite the steam of of a tomato. <laughs> no, but... it's that's tough to top. Anything <laughs> time you have salad ingredients, yeah, that's pretty tough, tough to beat. So this one is actually um, in in uh, the neighborhood that's adjacent to my neighborhood that I run through to get out onto the road um, to run. So you know the the little bags that you would take to to pick up your your dog's excrement. <laughs> yeah, like wouldn't you just use a Meyer bag or something? Yeah, but they, they have little ones that are like specifically made for that that you put in your <laughs> your dog's leash. Yeah, we have okay. a bunch of them at the at the campground. So anyway. Okay. Poo bag. Poo bags. There is, uh, I pass a, a bag that is a poo bag that is full of poo. <laughs> like, you know, you take it and then you wrap it over. Yeah. Still on the side of the road. So they took the effort to pick <laughs> up the poo in the bag, but they didn't didn't bother themselves to, to take it with them. There's like, screw it. I'll just leave it here. It's in a bag already. What's the worst that could happen? Okay. So... <laughs> You, I don't have a, I don't have pets. No, but I'm assuming with the poo bag, like you slide the bag of poo, or you slide the bag over your hand, mm-hmm. and then the only barrier between yourself and the pet excrement is the bag, and you just pick up the still warm poo. Yeah, and then you kind of like fingers. fold it over, and you got it in <laughs> in a bag. Fold it over. Yeah, and so somebody went through the hassle of doing that, doing that, but they couldn't bother to carry it back. That's to co- a, that's correct. That that's interesting. That's really interesting. I mean, is, is it? <laughs> but as far as things go on the side of the road, I would say that is one of the more interesting things that that I've seen. I can't wait till next week. Yeah, well, I just hope there's something interesting next week. <laughs> You're gonna have to keep running until you see something interesting. <laughs> damn it. Um, so we talked about this uh, before the well. During the week, um, we're both semi into soccer, and as many of you know, the English Premier League starts. Um, less than a week from now, uh, this coming Saturday. So I figured it'd be fun for us each to give our top four, which would be Champions League spots, bottom three relegation spots, um, and that's what happened to, to Eric's club last year, and, and top scorer um, for this coming season. And then we, in the spring, we can see who was writer, and then we'll see it was me. Probably. You want to go first? I, you, I will you... go for it first. I actually go, have, a, I have a fairly conventional one. Um, I'm a Man United supporter. Everything is happening. We're getting Paul Pogba tomorrow. Man United is going to win the league this year in Jose I slash we trust. Right. Man City, um, they have Pep Guardiola, who's who's very a very good manager. They have some other good players that they brought in. Not quite as good as who we brought in, but they, they should be good enough to finish second this year. Chelsea, they have a little bit of rebuilding to do. They got a new manager, Antonio Conte from from Italy, who's who's a pretty good manager. He's no Jose, but he's he's decent. But they have um, enough core there to finish third. And Arsenal is going to finish fourth because Arsenal always finishes fourth. So that's my there top you four. Go. All right, all right. And okay, so my top four. I have both the Manchester's as well. I have City 
just a lot of firepower there. United added a ton. They're going to be really good. I don't know if they're win the yeah. They, I don't think they're win the league good because you can't just like add all these pieces and instantly expect them to mesh necessarily. It's very true. Mm-hmm. So I think they they're going to finish top four though, and they're they're going to score a lot of goals. So I have City United. I have Tottenham Hotspur. I got the Spurs. They're young. They're stable. I, I think they're 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 going to be good. And then I got Liverpool. Um, Klopp. Their manager Klopp is kind of this spunky German guy. I really like him. I love his interviews. So that's why I'm picking them. Yeah, I feel Liverpool. like I feel like he's the guy that could make America love soccer. You know what I mean? Like if you were to come over here in any some in some sort of like significant capacity, I feel like he would help us love soccer. Klopp's a gamer. He's I love awesome. watching he's him. He's awesome. All yeah. right. Um, I'll let you go first with bottom three because you have uh, more familiarity with, with the topic. Oh, laugh it up. <laughs> All right. So as a Newcastle United fan, I'm contractually obligated to hate Sunderland. So Sunderland, they're going down. Um, You know, I don't really harbor a lot of hate for Sunderland in my heart, but I'm getting there. I really am getting there with each passing uh, Newcastle season. Um, I think Hull City is probably going to go down. Hull City just came back up. I actually want to root for Hull City because they're the Tigers. (laughs) I forgot that about makes, that. And uh, had him Ben Arfa played for the Hull, for the Tigers for a while, Hull City Tigers, because he when he got kicked off Newcastle. So I, I, I kind of like them. I'd like them to stay up, but I don't think they're going to. Uh, and then I have Burnley going mm-hmm. down as well. They just always seem a little overpowered. So those are my three. I picked Hull City also. Um, I don't think they even have a coach as we speak. So that that's not a good sign. Um, you followed the whole naming controversy with Hull City? Yeah, it's it's super funny. Yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, English people are aren't um, outrageous. Yeah, they are. Well, I, I actually don't have an issue with the fans there. Like, if your club has been known as yeah, something for ninety years, like you shouldn't be able to just change it for branding. Yeah, I agree. Um, West Brom. I feel like they've lost some guys from last year, and they weren't particularly great last year. Um, they'll probably lose more. And then I figured this one will, will make you happy. I picked Crystal Palace to go down. Yeah. Yeah. Get rid of Pardew. <laughs> yeah. So I, after that, I'm sure he'll, he'll weasel himself into another, another decent job, but as I um, like to call them Crystal Phallus. Have you heard about the, the club that is outside the grounds? There's, there's crystals. That's like apparently right outside yeah. their stadium. There's a, that's where they got their name from or whatever. I don't think they, I think, I think oh. I'm assuming the club, like the, the nightclub got their name from the soccer. Club. Oh, it's like a nightclub. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. And that's where, it's where parts goes to, goes to party. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. And then the last thing was top scorers in the league. Okay. I, I'm going to say, I'm just going to con- uh, contradict myself because I thought United's going to take Manchester United's going to take some time to meld and so forth. But for my top scorer, I'm going Ibrahimovic <laughs> just because he's got a man bun and that's pretty hard to stop. Uh, have you, I'm assuming you haven't read his book. <laughs> he's got a book. He has a book and it is literally like, the is greatest. It a... It's a autobiography. It is the <laughs> greatest piece of literature I've ever held in my hands. <laughs> like everything that you think that Zlatan would think, like he does, and he writes it in this book, and it's it's awesome. It it was 
like 300 were uh 300 pages of just straight narcissism but in the most say, endearing way possible like he seems like the donald trump of soccer he's, players he's like awesome. so yeah he, he's, all right so who do you got you got him to i have legally? i have zlatan and uh sadio mane from from liverpool i think he's gonna score a ton of goals this year I mean, who else would it be? Kane, Vardy, Aguero are kind of the other big ones. Yeah, Aguero would have been a really good choice, too. Um, I, I don't know. Where do you think Leicester finishes this year? I think that's a really mm-hmm. interesting topic. Maybe maybe fifth or sixth. Yeah, something I, like that. I think they'll be around eighth. I, I really don't see them um, doing what they did last year. I mean, if they got on a Europa League spot, I think they should be happy. That's hard to say, but because they're going to be burned out from playing championship champion leagues. Uh, Champion League, Champions League soccer too, right? I mean, yeah, definitely. But that should be fun to watch. I'll be very interested to see them play like you know the big clubs from Europe because I can't imagine they've probably ever done it before. Are they going to get slaughtered all the time? Probably. Yeah. All right, go back to the Tigers. Good soccer talk. Good yeah. soccer talk. <laughs> um, so we have six games this coming week, starting uh, Monday, which is tomorrow. We travel to Seattle for three. Um, all of them are 10-10 games, so realistically, I probably won't see much of any of them. Uh, Fulmer against Iwakuma on Monday. Norris against Wade LeBlanc, who uh, I think you could <laughs> pencil in a question mark there. And then Verlander against King Felix on, on Wednesday, which... I know he's not like King Felix in capital letters anymore, but it's still King Felix. Yep. That's uh, pretty good. Texas, we play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Boyd against U Darvish on Friday. Annie Ball against Cole Hamels on Saturday. And then Sunday is Falmer against AJ Griffin. So that, um, anyone that you are particularly interested to see pitch? No, not really. Oh, maybe U Darvish. I haven't seen him in a pitch in a long time. Is he back and feeling good again? Um, his record. He is was such a force three, for a while. So I don't know exactly how many starts he's made this year. So no, I'd be interested in seeing you and just getting up on the story on him. I I love Sashi Iwakuma. I'll be I like I like watching him pitch. He's just um, I don't know. He just he just goes to work. Like he's he's super efficient. Um, you know he he pounds the strike zone. Um, that's about it. Any any hitters that you're pumped to see? There's a lot lot to work with down in Texas now. Yeah, who did they just add? They added was... Lucroy and and Beltran. And, oh yeah, Lucroy and Jeremy and Beltran from in the in the Lucroy deal. Yeah, that hardly counts. <laughs> I don't know. No, none of these. All these teams suck compared to us. We're gonna be awesome. <laughs> uh, so that brings us to the record prediction. Uh, three and three, I guess. I don't know. You, you get on the road and it's awful tough. If we finish three and three, I, I think I, you'd be pleased should be pleased although we've won four four, one or tied like four or five series in a row yeah um let's see you got falmer starting twice i'll take two wins there uh verlander i'll I'll take him over king felix so that's three wins right there i will take one win out of anibal boyd and norris so i'll go four and two though that does feel kind of optimistic especially considering we never win on the west coast that west coast trip is so tough but well we'll go four and two that feels right Good. I'm, I'm glad for you. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com. On the Twitter, I am at Jordan Hall 23 Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. We'd love it if you would take the time to subscribe or subscribe, rate, yeah. and review us on iTunes. And like we said, if you want to play fantasy football with us, hit us up on the Gmail at podcastianos at gmail.com. Um, Eric, anything else to say to the people before we head out for the week? No, I I think we covered your poo bag, which was the thing I was most 
interested in. So just get out there and look for something good next week. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of pressure on me now. Yeah, yeah. You could, you could just make something up. I could. I, I'm. I would. I. I don't want to not stay true to the game, though. That's yeah. You're you're a man of principles. Yeah. Our and integrity honor. is really all we have. That's true. If, if I can't see it on the side of the road, then gosh darn it, we're not going to talk about <laughs> we're it. We're not going to report it. All right. With that, we will catch you guys next week. And eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 